Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Business of Inner Peace. I'm so happy to have you here. This month for the month of December, I offered a special early Christmas gift to my coaching clients. We had a live group coaching call where we talked about the stress of the holidays and some tools that could be used to deal with gathering with friends and family or just stress in general. So I thought it would be really beneficial for you to listen in on the conversation. I of course have gotten the permission of those that were involved and I really hope and pray that this blesses your life and encourages you. And listen, if you wanna join us, I do have a woman's support group. We meet once a month. It's called the Healing Circle. And we talk about whatever is coming up for you, whatever life issues you're facing, and you're always going to walk away with some practical tools to help rewire your subconscious mind. And it's really helpful to start to recognize the subconscious programming that is at play in your daily life. So come and join us. The link for that is bit.ly healing circle that's bit.ly backslash healing circle looking forward to seeing you there welcome to the business of inner peace i'm your host erin jean and i'm so glad you're here let's pretend we're sitting in my living room enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better that's what i love i love getting to hear your story I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for. Motherhood is harder than you imagined. and You've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and let's dive into today's show. Well, welcome everyone. Merry early Christmas. Um, my apologies for the like super last minute-ness of my, <laughs> of my gift, but I genuinely was like just filled with inspiration today and I felt like, ah, oh, this would just be such a nice thing before the holidays hit us to have a moment together to kind of talk about, um, just that collective, stress and sometimes anxiety um, that we can bring into the holiday or that we can like build up as we're trying to like accomplish all these tasks <laughs> with the holiday um, coming. So I really wanted to, to give you guys a space to kind of talk about it and process it. And then most importantly, I want you to walk away tonight with a tool to help support yourself as you go into the holiday, especially if you do have um, family situations that make you feel anxious and you're um, not really sure how to care for yourself in that moment, I wanna talk about some ideas. So 
We're totally trusting that Shay and I are meant <laughs> to just speak for the collective about maybe what's what's coming up right now um, for you at this time of year. So what are you feeling, Shay? Well, what comes up is I am spending Christmas with uh, my parents, and this will be a the first Christmas, and gosh, I don't even know, seven, eight years that we've actually spent at their house versus either my house or my sister Erin's house. So um, just some things have been coming up. So I had texted my mom and asked her like what she wanted us to bring because I hadn't heard from her since Thanksgiving. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to start this conversation. And she didn't answer. And so the next day I texted her the same thing again. She didn't answer. And then the next day I tried to call her, left a voicemail. And then she just texted back. I'm really ill right now. I can't even think of that. So it stirred up those feelings of like, because the last time we had Christmas at her house, it didn't go very well. And so I just started feeling very anxious about it. <laughs> and Is this even going to work out? Should we even be going? And just all the feels of any emotions of like, I just don't want to repeat what happened. I'm all about starting afresh and new. And she expressed being very excited to be having Christmas at her house. But the past couple of days have not shown that same excitement I was feeling with her before and energy. And she, though she did just text uh, yes, last night and said, hey, we need this, this and this. And she texted uh, our brother and my daughter just so we were all in a group message of what she needed. So I'm like, OK, that's a little more ho ho hopeful. But I was so happy that today you did this because it was very timely to know, like, I need to have some tools in my toolbox. And I want to have a mindset of it's all going to go well, but there's little things that are firing my subconscious and conscious consciousness of it might not so go so well, <laughs> but I want to think that way. <laughs> I know. I love this. So this is so normal, right? Because Ooh. you're going, whoo, <laughs> just take a deep breath. Right <sighs> <laughs> um. This happens so much in relationship because what happens is we have a negative experience, right? And then if we have it again and we have it again and we have it again, it starts to really get wired in our whole nervous system as one, like this person's probably not safe, right? And then second, that you you just tell yourself a story that this is how it's going to go right and you know how you can do that you can like ruminate for like an hour on and then they're going to say this and then i'm going to do that <laughs> your, your brain is like so busy being a storyteller right absolutely i'm like you're you can spend so much time um and what happens is we do this before we go into something we're doing all of this thought process. Then we do it on the other side. Like something will, something does happen, you know, and wherever you're going. And then what you do is you spend a lot of time on the other side of it when it's in the past thinking on, oh, I should have done this and I da 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 da, right? <laughs> and right. so 
All of this is total normal function of the human mind, and it's called preoccupation, but it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us like really at all. Um, and when you think about an animal, right, an animal does not actually have preoccupation. Um, so if we think about a gazelle out in the Sahara just eating, if there's grass, I don't know. <laughs> it, there is. You're right. There's grass. <laughs> there is grass. Just, so happy. That's all I imagined a gazelle eating. Um, and then suddenly like spots a lion, right? So the brain, and it does the same thing for us. It'll shoot adrenaline, all power down into the legs of the gazelle. And the gazelle takes off running, right? Now we're just going to tell a really nice story the gazelle gets away. The gazelle is happy. We run into the gazelle the next day as it's eating grass in the Sahara. And we're like, oh my God, yesterday, you and that lion, like, I can't believe you ran so fast. I can't believe you made it. You almost died. Right? The gazelle is like, what are you talking about? What lion? There's a lion? Like, I don't see a lion. <laughs> the gazelle has completely, like, it's not even in its awareness yesterday. Right? And so what happens with us, not only are we busy with this preoccupation, but when we get really like locked in on it, guess what our body does? Just like the gazelle, it sends all power and energy to like our legs, right? Which it doesn't help us to think clearly, right? <laughs> when we don't actually need to go running. But this is the part of the brain that's like going into fight, flight, or freeze, right? And when we're starting, we don't even realize as we ruminate, just ruminating on those things, it's starting that process in our body. It's starting adrenaline going, like your heart rate might go up as you yep. think about some, yeah? Palpitations, I get like shortness of, short, shortness of breath, like I'm like subconsciously trying to like, slow my breathing down. And I, it's so important for us to be like aware of it because we really need to understand how much it's just like not serving us. Right. It's like this part of our brain that is wired to serve us, but because of the preoccupation thing, we're using it in the wrong way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so as we start to become aware of it, we need to help remind ourselves, like there's literally nothing available to you except for the present, the right now. Like if I told you, Shay, where are you brushing your teeth this morning? Can you, mm -hmm. can you go to that moment right now of you brushing your teeth? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no, literally, like, I want you to produce it so we can all see it. I want you to make that you brushing your teeth this morning here. Oh, I, I uh, went into the bathroom, grabbed my toothbrush, put toothpaste on my toothbrush and started scrubbing away. And I have an electric toothbrush, so it does it for three minutes. So then once it beeps, 
I spit it out, <laughs> spit the toothpaste out. Is that what you mean? <laughs> it is actually not what I mean, but that's such a okay. beautiful <laughs> example because you can't, it's impossible. I'm asking you to bring a moment here right now for us to physically be in and touch and experience that was in the past. And the only way you can do it is with that imagination, but you cannot literally bring it here. Like if I told you, Shay, I want you to be born again right this moment. Like you need to crawl into your mother's womb and be born. I want you to do that. Can you do it? No. And why? Because I didn't have the consciousness to know about that then that I know of. Well, also because like it doesn't, it's impossible for one, like you can't, you can't go into your mother's womb right now and be born. You're like a grown right. woman, right? Right. So I'm asking you to do something that's impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to go back to something in the past, like you can't because it, it doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is like right here, right now, this moment that we're experiencing live together and someone else is experiencing on the replay. And so you need to remind your brain of that, right? Like when it starts going into this, whether it's going into future or it's going into past, your brain is busy doing something and focusing on something that doesn't even exist. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying remind your brain that you're focusing on something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like this doesn't exist. It's important to acknowledge that it doesn't exist. And anytime we start going into should have, would have, could have, any sentence like that, Mm -hmm. I should have, I could have, I would have done. I'm going to do. I'm going to, right? All of those <laughs> things. It just doesn't, it's not serving us. And one nice thing we can say is like, no, I, I shouldn't have done whatever it is your brain is telling you you should have done because you didn't do it. So you you can't like you, you did what you were supposed to do. And mm -hmm. you know, now you're to this moment, mm. right? Because we tend to start going down like that kind of thinking is the door opening to mm -hmm. this whole <laughs> scenario, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you start on the should have, would have, could have stuff. Mm -hmm. Now your storyteller is busy. Now you're making up all these things and you're ruminating and now you've gotten up your adrenaline and it's just that whole spiral. So it's like, mm -hmm. no, absolutely. Like you have to shut your brain down and like, no, I shouldn't have done anything different than I did because I can't. I did what I did and that's the, that's what I could do. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you've done in the past you couldn't have done anything different because you did what you did. And that was all you could do in that moment. Like, yes, it's beautiful. What's cool about us and that animals can't do is that we can take this kind of stuff 
and learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. And try to do better if that's what we want. But going into this preoccupation thing and ruminating, it just, it doesn't serve us. So the quicker that we can catch this type of thinking, you know, the better that it is. So yeah, go ahead. Good question. So what about like the future? So, you know, the same thing, like if this happens, I'm going to do this or this happens, I'm going to do that. Yeah. What, What do we say to ourselves then? Well, there's a form of this that is healthy, right? And so the healthy form of this is called boundaries. And so what we do is we say, okay, I have some historical data here that is showing me that it could go poorly, right? Christmas Mm -hmm. could go in a way that I really don't want it to. That is actually a very realistic possibility. Mm -hmm. And because the only person that you have control over is you, Mm -hmm. you need to think about it in the way of how do I go to Christmas and keep myself safe? Right? And by safe, I mean that you feel comfortable emotionally, physically, you know, that you aren't going to be in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, right? We want to have your nervous system calm. When you're calm, you can be present. When you're present, you can enjoy it or make really good conscious decisions. Remember again, we've talked about it before, how you can't run the front part of your brain and the back part of your brain at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? So we're in the front part of our brain is doing our reasoning and logic and good decision-making. And the back part of our brain is where the fight, flight, or freeze is. So we want to stay out of fight, flight, or freeze because to really show up as our best selves, to use logic and good decision-making, we need our frontal cortex, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're kind of talking about calming the nervous system and why we want to stay in our frontal cortex because life goes better (laughs) when we're coming from that place, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of in the fight, flight, or freeze. So it's healthy to think about it in those terms of like, okay, so instead of making a whole story about what they are going to do, you know, you can decide an action plan, which is really boundaries for what do you need um, to feel safe? So what kind of things does your mom or dad do that make you feel unsafe? Uh, Not show up at their own house when you are visiting. Like they stay up in their room and don't even acknowledge that you're there. Okay. So given that you cannot change their behavior, Mm -hmm. if that's happening, what would you need in that moment to feel safe, to stay calm? I would need some acknowledgement from them that I'm there and I've come to visit 
I've driven this far to visit with them, not to be in their house. Yeah. So it gets tricky right here because you're, you're telling me what you need is an action from someone that you can't control. Right. And so I really am trying to push you to be the caretaker of you. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it happens that you're not getting the acknowledgement that you're hoping for, um, I think you should have decide what the plan is for you to keep you mm -hmm. safe, to keep you yeah. calm. So do you need to go and ask for the acknowledgement or do you need to, you know, let someone know you're going to go on a walk and, or you're going to go run errands or whatever you're going to do until they let you know that they're ready. I mean, you've got, you've got some different things to think about here, mm -hmm. but you um, essentially are wanting to go into this where you are not feeling like the victim mm -hmm. of your behavior. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that you could think through of if that was happening, if they are not acknowledging me or coming to be present with me while I'm there, mm -hmm. what do I need in that moment to stay calm? You know, and you have a spouse and you have children that would mm -hmm. be with you. Yeah. And so, you know, you might even want to think about expressing to them um, how it makes you feel when your mom or dad do that, right? And what it is you need in that moment, like to I my goal is to stay calm. And here's what I think would help me stay calm in that moment. And so you can ask somebody that you really trust to give you support in whatever way that that looks like, right? And sometimes support is literally just, so if I say I need to go on a walk, right, um, just know that it's it's me taking care of myself. It's like nothing about you. I'm not upset or whatever it is, and, or just let me go on the walk. Like, you know, it's kind of giving them the heads up. People can be supportive that way. Mm -hmm. Or if you, you know, if you feel like them doing something with you, would be the kind of support that you need. You could ask for that too. Like, so if this scenario happens, would you be willing to, you know, come with me to such and such place or come with me on a walk or whatever it is you've decided, right? Um, would help you to feel better. You can ask for people to support like that. Mm -hmm. Does this feel like realistic to you or does it feel like a stretch? It, it feels like I need to have a conversation with my husband and my children that will be with me to come up with an action plan. Mm -hmm. And what else, is there anything else that happens that sends you into that mode? Well, the other thing that sends me into that mode is like you hear about how much they worked to 
make it happen, or I should, I'm just going to say my mom, make it happen for us to be there, all the work that they did. And then yet when you're there, she's asking you to do a lot of work mm. is the other thing. <laughs> yeah. So Which is good to help, but it just seems, it feels my perception is it's above and beyond what's necessary. Totally. <clears throat> so there's half of that that you don't have control over and half of it that you do. Mm -hmm. um, so you identify for me, what, what do you not have control over? Um, them asking me to, to do things. I have no control over them asking. I have control over my response. Like I said, I'm happy to do this, but I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or and instead of but and. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So you're going to, um, that's another little a boundary thing, right? Again, mm -hmm. for you, not for them, not attempting to control anyone else, but responding with what you are willing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's going to be something that you could be mindful of going in. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't control any stories that they tell you mm -hmm. about their, what went in it for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I find that a repetitive one-liner can be helpful to shut things down. Mm-hmm. So it could sound something like, well, thank you, mom, for everything you did. And then maybe she tells you something else. Well, thank you, mom, for everything you did. And then she tells you something else. Well, thank you, mom, for everything you did. How many times do you think she'll tolerate your one-liner? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'll be an experiment. <laughs> And this is actually something that can be really fun if you mm -hmm. go into these kinds of situations and make it a game, right? Because the second you make it a game, it takes your whole brain out of like this uh, stressful fight or flight thing, right? It's yeah. kind of rewiring yeah. neural pathways to do something different. Mm -hmm. So you could, um, even with your own family, right? you guys could have a secret game going with like how many times mom says Santa or how many times mom says gifts or how many times <laughs> mom says whatever story it is. Right. Mm -hmm. It could be, um, you, it's a way that could make it fun. And when you make it fun, it makes it so you're not in that reactive mode. Yeah. Right. And you're now suddenly not like, here she goes again. Like mm -hmm. saying this another time, you're just like, well, 51, <laughs> I might win the bet. <laughs> Who's going over under on a hundred times, right? Yeah. So you can do things like that. And it literally does. It rewires our brain to think about it all differently and to be less um, reactive. Anything else you want to throw out? Like uh, something you're worried about? Uh, I think that those are the main things. 
Okay. So now let's talk about, oh, and just to kind of back up, because you asked me about that forward thinking. Right. So the forward thinking like you and I just did is positive because Mm -hmm. it's all about creating a game plan to keep you safe. It's all about Mm -hmm. creating some healthy boundaries, right? We were super proactive and really using our mind to think through situations. So at any point in time, did you feel like you were going into fight, flight, or freeze? Not when we, no, not when we were talking about those things. Uh-uh. So you can see how your brain is being different, right? You're yeah. not ruminating on anything. Uh-huh. Right? You weren't spinning tales of, you know, the things that have gotten you upset. You are actually going in and doing a job, right? And so when we do stuff like that, it's like asking our brain to behave in a different way. So that's the difference when you start going into the future casting and start going like, oh my God, she's going to do this and he's going to do that. And la, 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 la. that is serves no one, right? Right. It's not beneficial. So that's what we don't want to do, what we're trying to avoid. And, and that will get your heart rate up, right? Kind of, you are saying it was starting to happen for you just with her not responding to some texts. Right. Right. Cause probably I'm guessing cause your mind was doing that. Yes. Playing out terrible scenarios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. Um, so that kind of is the answer to that question you're saying of when it's okay to be doing the forward thing and when it's not. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The next thing I think we should talk about is what, how do we help ourselves? What are the tools once we're there and we're in the moment and something that we were worried about, right? It does happen. Mm-hmm. And let's just say whatever game plan you made like didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. And now you find yourself in that fight, flight, or freeze. Like you're shallow breathing, heart rates up, all of that feeling flushed. I mean, there's so many things that we can get a physical reaction to. I think it's really important to know in those moments, how we, what tools we have to care for our system. Because the goal there is to get our nervous system to calm back down, just like we were talking about, so that we can kind of be back in the frontal cortex and be present and even like take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to take care of yourself when you're in that mode where you get all riled up? Right. Yeah. So um, it usually takes as short as 20 minutes and sometimes as long as 45 minutes to let all of those chemicals get out of the brain. Um, The adrenaline and cortisol and all of that. Mm -hmm. So some helpful things are first, let me tell you what not to do. Don't go scrolling your phone, any kind of that it actually keeps you in that mode. It doesn't allow your brain to be releasing the chemicals. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like watching TV isn't really helpful. And you might think that it is because you feel like maybe you're numbing out, 
but mm-hmm. it's actually not resolving much in your body and talking to somebody and like ranting and raving about the situation doesn't work either because it yeah. keeps you in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we do that a lot because it feels good because it's like somebody understands your situation. Right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't actually like serve us. Mm-hmm. So things that are helpful are being out in nature. So if you can go outside, that's super helpful. Um, weather permitting, if you could literally get like your feet in the earth and the grass, anything like that. Grounding, like that's really helpful. Breath work, right? Immediately, as fast as you can, try to get yourself to start focusing on breathing. Um, there's things that you can do where you can do like square breathing where you're mm-hmm. counting right in hold for four, breathe it out, hold for four across. So that they call that square breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be real intentional with in through the nose, hold it. And then as you go out through the mouth, audible, like sigh, like, <sighs> like really releasing things from your body doing that. There's also, I don't know if you've ever seen that, um, the nostril breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So you can just few breaths out of, in and out of one nostril and then switch few breaths in and out of the other nostril, um, kind of helping you reset. Just focusing on your breath immediately is going to start calming the everything down. Um, listening to like relaxing music, like spa music, classical music, things like that. Um, that can help. So if you want to go like maybe for a walk outside and listen to, or even praise music, things like that would be really helpful. Um, heavy metal mm -mm, doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's going to help. I'm like, Oh (laughs) yeah. No, I don't think I want to listen to that. (laughs) They've actually done like brain scans and like, it's not great what, what's going on in your brain when heavy metal is playing. Um, mm. But like things like classical or Baroque music are really calming to the brain. Um, oh, what is it called? There's, there's different like gigahertz too of healing mm-hmm. music. If you just, you can put on YouTube, like um, search, you know, I think it's like 9.4 gigahertz or something like that. Or even if you typed in healing gigahertz, GZ, yeah, uh, different ones would come up. Those are alpha and delta waves. You can Google or YouTube it. There's a bunch of stuff that comes up and then the megahertz and all that comes up too. Yeah. So those would be helpful things to do. Um, Another tool that I've had because usually when you're getting into that mode, especially with family, chances are it's like your inner child is really uh, been triggered and activated in it. Um, So for me, I've found either sort of talking through it or journaling um, to be helpful, like asking myself a question, like how old are you right now? Um, particularly when I'm really upset, that can be a good question to sort of 
help your brain to start processing what's going on and getting to like the subconscious layer of it. And if you can be really just like open to hearing, you might be able to have like a conversation with yourself at that age, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of back and forth. And for me, I've just done it out loud um, in a bathroom by myself, but you could also do it like with pen and paper could be another way to help yourself um, kind of calm down. So depending on what you want to do. And then um, I would also suggest tapping to be a really wonderful tool. If you're not super familiar with tapping, you could go to YouTube again and just say, like, if you could tap into to what emotion you're feeling, I'm going to guess nine times out of 10, it might, you know, show up as anger. Um, but maybe it's showing up as overwhelm could be there too. You could just type tapping for overwhelm or tapping for anger and something will come up. And that's kind of what your brain needs in that is to like have someone else lead you through it because <laughs> you're like, can't even think straight. But even if like literally, if you couldn't, if you couldn't do all that, let's just say you don't have your phone with you and you kind of go search anything, just if you can even remember like the tapping points, if you just start tapping and just like breathing, right? Just even doing that is going to be such a benefit, right? Just to get your whole system to start calming down. You know, you don't have to worry about finding the right words. These are our meridians that are in your body, right? And so it's going to help you. And then um, last but not least, I would just throw out there, at this point, all of you have done energy exercises with me in one way or another. And so just doing any of those exercises, I would say especially the one where we like cover our eyes and we go over to the temples, right? And then this meridian right here, this is called triple warmer and coming down your side of your neck that actually calms fight, flight or freeze. So you can do that and pulling tension, just like Shay's doing, pulling tension out of your um, shoulders and neck, right? All of those are really fantastic tools. Anything that you've used, Shay, that you find is like, oh, this one always helps me really quickly. There is one, like kind of how I start off my day and it does help if I feel anxious too, but there's one you showed me where you're, you kind of just like, ha, throw things out. You do it three times. And then the last one, you're just like, shh, really helps, helps calm me mm. down just using that action. And then there's one where you bend over and then you do the figure eight up and then do like the bubble around yourself with your arms. Yeah. Those are very helpful. Those I find action type things I find to be most helpful. Mm. Um, and then even like if I forget to do it one day, it, like I, as my day goes on, I start, I can start to feel anxious and I'm like, oh, I didn't do my little exercises this morning. It's amazing how much it helps even when you're not anxious, <laughs> just get your emotions in the right format for the day. I really notice a difference if I don't do it. And then I'm like, oh, why didn't I do it? 
Like I did it three days, four days in a row, and then I didn't do it today. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then you remember, you can do it whenever you want, whenever right. you remember, right? Yeah, um, totally. I would say no matter how great you feel, before you go into any family gathering, zip up. Do that energetic zip up where you're starting at your pelvic bone and you're bringing it all the way up your body and locking it in at your mouth. So that's that your central meridian right there. And if you want, you know, you can even like come up your your spine and kind of bring it forward. So it basically is going like all the way up your back and to the forward and then from your pelvic up to here. That's that mm-hmm. whole meridian. So you can um, do both directions if you want. You could ask a friend or a spouse to like come up your back for you if you want. Um, but it's so great to zip up. And then you could even energetically just declare like our intentions are so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. You can just say, I decree and declare that this is my space, right? And I will, no one will cross it and I will not cross into their space, right? Even just declaring that that is your intention to stay within your space, right? Can be so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, you forgot about it and then somebody says something that irritated you a little bit, kind of like pinged you. Mm-hmm. That's we're, we're setting this right now as the reminder for your brain to go, Ooh, I need to zip up. If you're getting pinged by anything, if anything that somebody says is kind of like that for you, chances are you probably didn't zip up. Right. So you can go and just like, Oh, I have to go to the restroom real quick. Just go in the bathroom and zip up real quick. Do a couple of breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and declare yes oh i love it so does that feel good for you I feel like we could. yeah it feels really good for me thank you and i hope it's helpful for others too i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you're feeling blessed by the content here the number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show I'd be forever grateful knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.